of not on only of SA business but of South Africa in general because he started when he started and he was an innovator and he saw the gap and as far as entrepreneurship is concerned there is no better example of someone who exercised unbelievable excellence exercised integrity in dealing with others and he built a huge giant of a business homegrown completely and totally and not necessarily through acquisitions and uh, if you look at the thousands and thousands of jobs that he has created i mean chicken pay employs more than 120,000 people uh, that's a testament to his legacy and the work that he did and of course we can't forget the tax revenues that he's generated to the fiscals over many years, not only his own pick and pay company, but all the other dependent businesses that had to be created to supply to pick and pay and to the customers of pick and pay and those who, who obviously were service providers, whether they were accountants or auditors or consultants into that particular business. So obviously, as much as was said, he was of an advanced age, he was said for his family and his friends and his associates, uh, we do say condolences to his family, condolences to Pick and Pay family, and condolences to the staff of Pick and Pay. What is it that we need to do, Mr. Mokoki, to nurture the next generation of Raymond Ackermans? Because it's a tough time at the moment. So what is it that we need to do as organized business, as government, as civil society, to just rally behind the next generation of Raymond Ackermans? I think that it's, it's to change uh, the culture in terms of encouraging young people to take chances into getting into business and to support them. Because other than the times that we're in right now, is that people can't always continue to rely on family and friends in terms of equity. So we need to change our environment around, for instance, the DFIs that have been tasked in financing entrepreneurship, that they actually do behave like DFIs. They behave like development finance institutions and they stop behaving like banks. So that anyone who believes that I've got a dream and the dream sustainable, no one is asking them to take risks that don't make any sense. But those people who've got good ideas can indeed be backed. And I think that we need that type of environment that doesn't actually exist. And the state has got to be playing a very strong and full role in that particular regard because in the end it is a state that benefits by way of taxes, by way of job job creation, and by way of uh, the value chain of offerings that many other businesses will benefit when an entrepreneur becomes successful. And I think that that's what we need to be able to focus on and also encourage kids that entrepreneurship is one of the options. It can't just be, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be an accountant. But think even when they're still in high school that we need to teach the cause of entrepreneurship. We need to show young people the opportunities in terms of what kinds of businesses they can look at, where are the trends actually going globally. Because all these businesses, even for Mr. Ackerman himself, he was young when he started it. 
All these businesses that become very huge big behemoths, they are actually started by young people, in many cases, people below the age of 40, people below the age of 45. Thank you so much to Alan Mokoki. He's the CEO of the South African Chamber of Commerce and Industry. He was just reflecting back on Raymond Ackerman's contributions to the country following the announcement of his death at the age of 92. The Business Hour with Oliver Fang on OFM.